You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now, Pete Weatherburn is here, our vet. Good morning to you, Pete. Good morning. Uh, Pete is from uh, Bray Vet, Old Connor in Bray. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming in. And Pete, uh, you can see him on TV3, writes to the People newspapers, and indeed uh, the Telegraph in uh, the UK. And his website is petethevet.com. And he's not only that, but he's very busy. He's given all sorts of talks and launching books and things like that. Tell us about that, Pete. Yeah, it's like, this is like... Manic Thursday or something for me. Um, and, uh, last night I gave a talk to the UCD's Wildlife Society, which is basically a bunch of students who are fascinated by um, wildlife falling ill and getting sick and what can be done for them. And so I was. that was a really interesting talk. Well, it wasn't. Sorry. I shouldn't say it was a really interesting talk, should I? It was an enjoyable talk to give. Get reaction. The, the students, was a great reaction from the students. They're really engaging and I love that they kind of... They didn't fall asleep, right? Young energy. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they listened intently, yeah. Yeah, okay. indeed. And there were lots of questions afterwards, which I always love. And then today, um, at lunchtime, at one o'clock, I'm at the Civic Theatre in Tala as part of the Red Line Book Festival. Um, and I'm talking about, um, basically, pets and pet care, and people are going to come along with their questions for me. And I've got a couple of books that I wrote that I'll be taking along myself to... To, to see if anybody's interested in those. And then this evening, I'm at the Dubray Bookshop at um, half past six, uh, and where local author Jackie Burke um, is launching the latest in her trilogy. She's written some really good books for children called the Grindlewood series, and the books feature um, kind of magical animals and... Um, they're really well-written books, very entertaining. And, and you're, you're launching the next one. We hope to, spoke to speak to Jackie uh, very soon. It was just hard to, to squeeze her in with the yeah, budget and all that sort of stuff, yes. but uh, look forward to, to talking to her very soon. So you have been busy. So it's just a busy time, but I'm still a vet in practice, and I was going to talk today briefly about one of the common issues that we see at this time of year, and what that is, is hedgehogs. Um, what happens at this time of year is hedgehogs are meant to go into hibernation, which means basically they find themselves a cosy spot in some um, dried out leaves, they snuggle down there and they sleep till the springtime. Um, but the problem is that in order to do that successfully, they have to be a decent size. They have to be at least 500 grams. So if they're less than 500 grams, they don't have enough body fat reserves to survive hibernation. And they kind of instinctively know that. Um, and most hedgehogs get there and they're fine. But there's a particular issue that happens, and that's when hedgehogs have a second litter. Normally, hedgehogs have a first litter in kind of April, May, and the little hoglets then grow up through the summer and they're more than 500 grams by the autumn, which is grand. But sometimes, hedgehogs have a second litter of hoglets and they're born around August, September. And what that means is when you get this time of year, they're still just tiny. You know, they fit onto the palm of your hand very easily. And that means they're just not big enough to survive hibernation. And they know that, and so they don't go to sleep. Instead of that, they wander around the place looking for food. And as the as autumn turns into winter and it gets chillier um, and there's less insect life around, hedgehogs get hungrier and hungrier. And so you find them wandering around in the daytime looking hungry. And so... Basically, my message is this, is that if you, as a member of public, find a hedgehog at this time of year, wandering around in the daytime, don't just leave it alone. You should catch it and weigh it. And you should see if it weighs more than 500 grams. If it does, well and good, you can release it. If it doesn't, you need to look after it. And um, that means it needs to be sheltered and fed for the winter. What do you feed it on? Um, they like cat food, funnily enough. High protein, high vitamins, minerals, 
really good for them, so they love it. They're kind of messy eaters. We've had several, of the, every year we have some of these in our in our home, uh, and you have to kind of put newspapers all around their cage because they tend to splatter as they eat. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're very entertaining and enjoyable things to look after. Hedgehogs, and what, what sort of family of animals are hedgehogs? Um, well, they're kind of unique They're sort of rodent-y type things, but they're, they're kind of like rats with spines on. But the spines are a blessing, not only because they protect them from things like dogs attacking them, but also they make humans feel less um, agitated about them. Nobody likes a, a rat. Rats are dirty, frightening creatures, whereas hedgehogs are cutesy, adorable things. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, they're the same, but they're exactly the same, is that right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking the old illusion that we have. So, uh, are they, um, you know, protected? Are they... Not at all, uh, no. Uh, is there enough of them? Or there's what's the there's story? plenty of hedgehogs, yeah. Um, they're not a species that's endangered in any way. Um, they have their own niche. Where do they live? They just live everywhere, really, just in nooks and crannies and wherever there's a little space where they can get a bit of food, slugs and snails and um, earthworms. They go uh, off their own little merry way, yeah? They live they, they live happy little lives. They, they wander quite far. They go for several miles a night. They're quite busy little walkers, do you know? Um, I'll tell you about one of the best value things I ever did in my life, Declan. I realised at the age of 12 that I loved hedgehogs. And so there were, I was living in Scotland then and I discovered there was an organisation called the British Hedgehog Preservation Society. And it cost a pound a year to be a member. But if you bought lifetime membership, it only cost £10. So I saved up my pocket money at 12 years of age and I bought lifetime membership. And that means that 40 years later, I'm still a member. <laughs> I'll be a member till the day I die. It was such good value, Declan. <laughs> <coughs> uh, ben says in Arclow, aren't hedgehogs known for fleas? That's a good point, yeah. I, I detect a little bit of an anti-hedgehog sentiment moving in here. Not with Ben. <laughs> hedgehogs do have fleas. They can carry dog fleas. So um, don't worry, they're easily treated. A, a quick spray from your local vet and all the fleas will go away. You're not going to bring a hedgehog to the vet. Yeah, I think I think that um, if you find a hedgehog that's ailing, you should take it to the vet. Most vets are very happy to give first-day treatment to wildlife for free and you know um, so don't worry you're not going to get stung for a big bill or anything just go ask, phone the vet and say will you have a wee look at this hedgehog for me and they'll just make sure maybe it needs a worm dose maybe it needs a, a, a flea dose make sure it's on the road to, to health Okay, alright but uh, watch out for them now because they're looking to hibernate but they have to be 500 gram how do you lift them if you're weighing them but anyway gardening gloves right he's, he's got all the answers <laughs> Pete Weatherburn our vet thank you very much indeed